0: Lions with it, and goal from the 8, down 6, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got case in the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this
1: game is over! How big is that?
0: And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. two guys who have never dropped a Matthew Stafford pass, Chris and Case. Hey, Heidi
2: Ho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 225. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, brother?
3: I'm all right, Chris. Uh, you know, I was away last week for the ga- uh, the week one game and... and uh... You know, while I was away from home, I, I,
2: I was feeling a deep connection with the Lions wide receivers. Hmm. Well, Chargers secondary felt a little bit of a connection with Stafford, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We got a lot more, too. Lions win over the Chargers, and that's cool. That makes the first thing not so bad. We're going to be talking about tight ends. We're going to take a look ahead to the Eagles. We're going to take you around the division and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Case, you ready to go, my man? Yeah, I'm just I I don't really like being away from my from my cat for that long. I started to get separation anxiety.
0: Let's kick this off and break it down.
2: All right, time for a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Gwan. And of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Also, Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail, the wildest band this side of anything. He's been showing up in our Slack chat. You can still show up there, too. Just go on to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a dollar a month will get you access to the Slack, a whole bunch of preview information, early info, and uh, and great stuff. Uh, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Just sign up to donate as little as a dollar a month. And I have to I have to say it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Someone yelled at me pretty, pretty viciously for not spelling that. It's a, it's a weird, funny word. You know, all kinds of great stuff. Join the Patreon folks and support the show. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and check us out on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. It's a very best place to see case drinking beer. That's right. Passion fruit. Ooh, he's passion some fruit. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. We do a weekly post game live show. Take your calls at a rowdy live raucous show this week big ash came in and helped uh help host the show He did a great job thank you so much ash he will be again mm-hmm. back again in a couple weeks We've got sandman this weekend uh hit the the notifications button subscribe get all that great stuff youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast rate us on itunes stitcher google play spotify iHeartRadio. radio all those cool places we'll all of them that's where the cool kids are that's where we are i think the cool kids are where we are because we're the cool kids How's that sound? Yeah, give us those five-star reviews. We love them. <laughs> and it uh, helps us move up the charts, helps, helps people find us. If you have anything you want to add as far as uh, constructive criticism around the show, hit us up in the subreddit, and uh, we're happy to take your thoughts and consideration. Give us a call via Skype, at Detroit Lions podcast. All one work, Detroit Lions podcast. Or use the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show.
0: Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit.
2: All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And uh, I gotta tell you, it's it's weird this week, Case. I, and and I've got to make a comparison. And you know, I, I'm not complaining about fans. i complaining about fans. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that a lot this year. I don't care where you guys are at, but you know, it is what it is. But some people are truly. Unhelpable or unhappiable. Um, The first week we played great, had a couple of mistakes. We wound up in a tie. People were up in arms and and, and, and just absolutely angry. This week we played a hard game against a good team. We did just enough to win. We come out with a victory. Still not good enough. People are just as mad. Can you imagine how bad it's going to be if we lose? (laughs) Yeah, it would have been a little rough. I got to tell you, we'll talk about the Eagles coming up. But um, we got another good shot this. Week. I'm telling. you, uh, if, if we, when we saw this schedule and we thought about this team, if anybody would have told you we were undefeated after two games, they'd I said, I don't know, man. These first five games are pretty tough. That's the toughest part of the schedule. And now we're heading into a BW Eagles team. We beat the Chargers. We got that tie out. Of, you know, we expected more in Arizona, but a tie is just fine. I don't know, man. This team looks better. We'll get Riz on soon. He's got a lot of kids stuff going on where he's he's paying super dad. I've been doing I'd like to of- hear
3: cuz wasn't he predicting 5 and 11
2: i wonder if he's still on 5 and 11 right i think now. he was he was at 5 10 and 1 <laughs> <laughs> Very so, specific yeah <laughs> uh we'll we'll get him in there we'll get him in this week i think friday we're going to try to do a t- quick takes with him again um but um we'll we'll get him talking about that don't you folks worry but this team is in pretty decent shape after after two games and that then uh chargers game uh, ugly as it may be two teams mm-hmm. played bad the one team still came out on top, and, and it was us for once. That that felt mm-hmm. okay.
3: Yep, for sure. And, you know, I think Chargers fans would <clears throat> say, you know, they get screwed over, you know. You know, they're they're one of the teams whose fan base believes that they get screwed over a lot. You know, obviously our fan base being another. Um, so them losing that game, I think, you know, a lot of them would say, some, say the, you know, cliche thing like, oh, that's the most Chargers thing ever, you know, like we say about the Lions win something goes wrong uh but ultimately i mean it was it it wasn't a great game um by either side but there were a lot of good individual performances and there was a lot of stuff to take away from it to like
2: there was resiliency i mean if you think about a team and how Mm -hmm. the team played right they Mm -hmm. very easily could have done the 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 lions and given up Mm Right. We'll
3: it's about, yeah, term, so. and and we'll talk about special teams later. But I mean, obviously, I don't think we're going to expect Matt Prater to uh, miss. Extra points and/or field goals very often, so like that's the thing. Was Obviously, that,
2: they also missed two kicks. So was that payback know. for last year's fortuitous? I, I saw you. Right, say that well, in I, Slack. I said
3: yeah. in that it was karma for you know all the all the yeah. and then of course they missed two, so they, we're still we're, I think we're still net negative on karma in the in the uh, field goal department, but um, <laughs> we made it up in other places. So. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, things like, I, you know, not having to chase around a, a, you know, I don't remember how old Kyler Murray is, 21, 20, 19, uh, 22, I don't know, something like that. Not AJ, having to which chase, I still was. A guy like that around the backfield all day helped our defensive line uh, stay steady through the whole game. They weren't perfect by any means, but they were steady. They got a few sacks. They created, uh, you know, a fair amount of pressure. Um, we'll talk about Darius Slay later, so we won't get into that now. That was a that, that was an up and down day, um, but oh, Melvin Gordon uh, held had a solid day um, against you know whoever he was covering, and the secondary in general had a had a solid day. Uh, Tracy Walker again making a few plays. Justin Coleman um, out there. Tla- uh, Tavani. T- 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 polani thank you uh Juvai, he had a he had a monster game uh he is quickly becoming you know one of the one of the favorites despite you know coming in with a little bit of a it's funny that we drafted you know the first two guys we drafted and they had Hawk and him and how much hatred that they got from various you know areas of the fan
2: base it was, um, it, was it took a little bit to digest though i mean yeah you got a guy and with a nickname. Like All like, you got a guy with a nickname like High C, or no? Yeah, was, was Hawaiian Punch. That was it. Same shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Our Hawaiian Lion, right? He's he came out. It was it was he was he was he was one that people were going to watch. People were waiting to just yep. chew this this ownership this, and this
1: GM. This up is, over,
2: and right, rookie. exactly. And this is
3: him starting as a rookie, like where in in a role that. He wasn't expected to play right away. Um, This will beg the question, what exactly do they do when Jared Davis does come back and and where do they put guys and what roles do they put put guys in? But the bottom line is that it immediately means as long as the play he's been putting on the field is who he is, um,
2: then our depth at linebacker is much better than we realized. Well, I think what happens when jared davis comes back i'm going to talk about this a little bit if if, if you can we do it now do you want to do it now yeah, go for it. people one of the big criticisms even this game against a standstill quarterback like like phil rivers was that pressure we weren't getting pressure against mm-hmm. kyler murray i saw the team. it was more about contain right that guy was running all over the yeah. place and they knew it we wanted to contain him and not let him run crazy so we weren't putting a lot of pressure on right we we're going to run past him um, this game, though, we expected to see something. And something we talked about, about this, this offensive line or defensive line, we have a bunch of guys who are known for making other people look good, right? Because they take up a double or they do all these things. We have guys that aren't huge sack total guys that, are, that are playing the line. And we thought one of them would break three. But let me let me just give a look forward to, for some people because it's something – there's a lot of panic about this. And, and I have a theory about how it's going to change and why it's going to change. And the two things are going to make a change are Deshaun hand and Jared Davis. Those mm. are the guys. And this is, it was a, 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 a dual effect. Right? It's kind of like a trifecta was only two, uh, a <laughs> Um Those two guys, I think are really what we were re- relying on as far as the pass rush components and to really get the pressure. The rest of those guys are going to tie up. The line like crazy, and when we well, get Devin is being the, the guy right now yeah. that's being the beneficiary.
3: Yep. Um, in a big way. Yep. Um, but I, I you you need a few more guys to be the beneficiary, and I do agree that both of those additions will, uh, you know, increase the the you know number of and those are the sack the guys
2: situations we have. So those no, are the guys with the sack numbers, agree. and and so something I've kind of put together. When I even think Davis
3: coming back will turn to vie into one of those guys. Right now he's his responsibilities are 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 covering the entire field, but once Davis is back, you could put
2: him in a bit more of a rush situation. Sure, sure. And he's got a couple, but you're looking at Davis and you're looking at Deshaun Hand, and those are the guys that were the sack numbers guys. Those are the guys that were getting the, the the real pressure and getting a hold of the quarter. How many plays, especially early last year, did we see Jared Davis go through like a missile? Almost like he was shot out of Louis Delmas, right? And he flew past and he almost, almost had to play in the backfield, right? And and as the season wore on, he 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 got out of that I'm gonna blast passing mode and started getting those sex. He's a guy that I, I was really excited about this year. Picking up where he left off and being that set guy. So, again, and and Deshaun Hand, the the, just disruptive shit he used to do in the backfield. I think these two guys are going to change the way that Lions defensive line looks, the way it operates, the way we get pressure. And it's going to help people. It's going to help our secondary, but it's going to help. That's what's going to really elevate this defense. So, I think they're looking good as it is. And, And if you think about those two guys, those are key pieces missing of this defensive scheme. I agree. All right. So we got that. Let's talk about the game a little bit. We I know we talked about it in the post game show, but we didn't get Case to talk about it a whole lot. What do you think about um, the offensive line? This is a weird concept that we're seeing here with these guys. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too much into this scheme because I think we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I've I've I'm I'm used to rotating defensive guys. <laughs> I'm not used to rotating offensive guys. What in the heck am I seeing here? Well. I certainly
3: thought they held up well in pass protection. Uh, Crosby did an uh, admirable job filling in. Um, I and of course Like it's Bosa, it's,
2: like it's fucking yeah, Bosa, he, he
3: exactly. killed it. I think now. now Here is what I will say. You know, I, I think as soon as Decker comes back, he's relegated again. Although, mm-hmm. um, and of course, there is many Lions fans, you know, say that are that are really down on Decker right now after a rough, you know, first game. I. I don't know that I, I don't want to say for sure that his game one w- was affected by injury or anything like that. But I, I mean, <laughs> hey, we were talking in the Slack and, and, uh, uh Wisco boiler, um, <laughs> said, uh, he, he was, you know, trying to talk people out of uh, buying into the outlier. And I, you know, I said, uh, good pedawan good. <laughs> uh, it's like, cause that's my thing. But, um, Decker has a Star De- Wars thing, just so you know. Oh, really? Okay, thanks. Um- <laughs> <laughs> so this one, Spock talks to. Uh,
2: the droids.
3: De- Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I know, and I, I don't think anybody is trying to say that Decker has been a, like an elite left tackle or anything like that. But um, he's been average through his career, and so we saw Week One in a rough game. I don't think that's the norm for him. Mm-hmm. I know that you know it, 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 and and if if Crosby truly is you know an improvement, I think the team will figure that out at some point and and make the adjustment. Um, I'm just not really ready to buy into that yet. But it
2: is nice to know that Crosby can step in and have a good game. I'm going to and he's he's your right guard backup as well in Crosby. But I want to tell you something: the comment about Decker being average, I am going to challenge that. And I, I'll agree that he hasn't been a standout. But if you look at O lineman in the NFL today and how they're getting destroyed by the athleticism <laughs> of the defensive players, he's above mm-hmm. average, right? I, I I believe he's been an above average left tackle in in the time. And also, don't a rough for- week. Yeah, have you absolutely. ever
3: had a rough week at work where you didn't perform up to no. your normal standard? Cause Never. Sure, have half-
2: no, nope. but- no. And and then the other thing is is do you really want to get down on the guy who has? Zero drops in his career, and touchdown on every reception. You tell me if that's a guy you want to cut.
3: He does have a hundred percent catch rate.
2: Yeah, which four touchdowns, shit. four touchdowns. So let's just think about that. No, I think Decker yeah. is a lot better than people give him shit for. They're hard on him now, um, and and you know, especially after you see him miss a game, hurt. You don't know how much of that played into what was going on in that first game either. He was playing get some pretty tough customers on the Arizona line, and and that's what we talk about with Crosby, how well he showed against um you know bosa and in uh in this game i just i feel like look i again you don't want to get too high on crosby We look in the, in, in in training camp right he was like everyone was way low on crosby where it, i'm sure he's somewhere in the middle over the long haul but what you got was exactly what you want out of a guy that's backing up your your player he looked great there and he also gives you good backup in the uh in the um in the right guard position and you get other guys rotating in and out too you're not looking absolutely terrible on this offensive line and yeah, we'll see if this becomes something for the future. I'm we'll
3: concerned see. about their run blocking. sure. Because sure. 3.4 for Carryon Johnson, when he's making moves on every single play, um, creating extra yards, uh, getting back to the line of scrimmage on t- at times when he should have been tackled behind it, he's doing his job. He should have a better average than 3.4 yards. Um, and I think
2: that is offensive line related. Okay. But, we'll talk more about that. We'll see. Um, couple of dings on carry on again early so we'll see how how his longevity is the season the other piece about the defensive line that i like is the idea that with these guys getting some time like this and the way we've built this and the way they're kind of rotating them is you're giving guys both experience in this thing and work and experience working together so that if something happens down the line it's not the first time side by side lining up next to each other in game eight or ten of the season Right. Mm -hmm. And so this gives you some longevity in case of injury. This gives you some resiliency and and, and true depth rather than putting in a completely unknown quantity. So good stuff. Good stuff going on there. Um, Let's talk about one specific aspect of special teams. There's this guy. I I don't know if you've heard of him. His his name's Jamal Agnew. Um, He was on the field and then he wasn't. And he wasn't because it's – and I don't want to dog the guy, right? Because he's, he's been electric. He's been fun to watch. He's been a guy you're really cheering we for.
3: wanted to see him return.
2: Yeah. He just looked lost. He could not make a cut. He couldn't pick a hole. He, he couldn't hold on to the ball. He just and seemed all completely oh. lost out there.
3: Yeah. Um, I d I, I don't think there's a single Lions fan out there who has any like intrinsic hatred towards Agnew, but it has I, I made the comparison to uh Logan. Yeah, I made the comparison Stefan Logan and I think it was probably apt. Like a dude who can be electric but is just so wildly inconsistent, can't hang on to the ball. I don't I don't know that there's possibly a way that you can justify to keep going, and if you remember Stefan Logan, we pushed through most of the season, or maybe I, I don't even remember. It, it's been a while now. Maybe the whole season uh, before moving on from him, and and I I would hope that this coaching staff is not like that, and that they will take you know uh, immediate more immediate action about it. Um, and it, and once again, it's not because we dislike Agnew; it's just that he hasn't shown enough elsewhere on the field at this point and and since he came back from the injury and you know we all hoped that he'd continue his development uh on defense um and still be you know a guy that we could use occasionally on offense there were a lot of things that we all wanted to see out of him but he just can't if he can't do the one thing that we really need him to do i'm not sure there's a role
2: yeah and it sucks but yeah it is it is what it is so Jamal Agnew is a tough one out there so and it's Something we're gonna to have to think about. Something we're gonna to have to deal with. And uh, I thought he'd be gone this week. I thought I thought he would be gone, and we would be moving yeah. on. Danny Amendola, sure-handed. He's not gonna. I, I don't. To I don't know this. that Danny wants that job. No, no, thing. not at his age. <laughs> and, and I don't think that. And because of that reason, I don't think he's gonna be the guy that's gonna break you multiple. You know, take you know to go into the house with the ball. I think he's gonna be a guy that um, is gonna be safe though. He's, gonna, he's not going to drop the ball. He's going to get it 5, 10 yards and be done with it, and that's that. But you're right. Do we want to risk Danny that way? Because he has a different dynamic in the offense that we'll talk about in a little bit. So Jamal Agnew is still standing, and I can't believe it because that is a move that I'd expect to Bob Quinn to very quickly and uh, Coach Patricia to quickly say, nope, this is no good. We need to move on because yeah. it's been expensive to have him on the field. All right, let's talk about something else. We love to do the putting him on blast thing. We had a call from Flounder Richius. He's uh, one of our Patreon people. And uh, I, he's got an interesting point here, Case. I want you to take a take a listen and, and let me all know right. what you think.
1: Hey, Chris, Case, the Riz, and all you other folks. Flounderish as well here from the Slack. I uh, wanted to call in and just offer up a couple thoughts. I wasn't able to watch this game as closely as uh, the previous week, but I had a couple thoughts to share. Uh, a couple of the things on the top of my mind are, isn't it interesting that, Las Vegas can predict these things so closely. You know, here they picked the game to basically be a very close one, a very low-scoring affair. All the pregame predictions said it's going to be low-scoring. It runs contrary to having Philip Rivers and Matthew Stafford leading two offenses on the field. It's almost like they called it as a game where it wasn't so much someone was going to win as so much as someone was going to lose. And I think that's what you saw play out. Um Having watched that through it, it was incredible to me how many drives for both teams got sculpted and changed by, you know, a rash of penalties. How many of those drives did we see where it seemed like the team on offense or on defense racked up an unbelievable number of penalties and unforced errors, which derailed their drive or created an opportunity for the other team just a, a very weird one where it was sort of a lot of fits and starts and failures to get going. But then when they did get going, you could see the quality of, you know, some of the players like, you know, Rivers, Stafford, Eckler, Car- uh, Carryon Johnson, Kenny Galladay. Um, when they can make it connect, kaboom, it was big and it was uh, aggressive and impressive. So just overall, really interesting little view into that kind of, uh, some games are just tight, and whoever leaves the fewest points on the field ends up winning. Anyways, I will always take an ugly win over a uh, partially beautiful crappy tie or 100%. an even worse loss. 100 of the time. Let's go Lions.
2: All right. Thank you, man. You know, and, and so a couple things. One, I'll, I'll just very briefly go on the thing that Vegas get, got it right. Vegas makes money, right? They know what they're doing. I don't know how they did that. I have a different point about that and it's uh it's an interesting one. We can we can maybe touch on that if we get some time. Um but I think the pivotal drive in this game was actually um shaped by by flags. Whether you want to call it sloppy fl- play or whatever else. It was the drive that ended up with uh Jelani Tavai, the Hawaiian Lion, punching that ball out on the one inch line. Mm-hmm. Um absolutely changed the face of the game and I think was yeah. it was one hundred percent the reason we won that. They had two touchdowns, was it? In that? I mean, first they threw a screen and then they. they, no, they one touchdown. And then oh, oh, no, I know what you mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did a screen and then a run and they were like on our 30. And then they threw a touchdown, got a call back. And I thought they had another touchdown. I could be wrong. I could be over exaggerating here. I'm working from memory. But they moved the ball a bunch of times in scoring range for sure. And and they got called back because of flags. I've seen that happen to the Lions a bunch of times. Not really used to having that happen to the other team, but <laughs> wow, that was that was a pivotal. It was a lot of time off the clock, and it was a lot of plays. It was a long drive. Had they scored, I think that would have changed the the outcome for sure.
3: Yep, for sure, I agree. No, um, and and there were a lot of
2: flags, and and I
3: do think that's a. I, I mean, we I talk every year about how Week One is the weirdest week, and you know you are going to see strange stuff but i mean week two is probably the second weirdest week you know it 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 diminishes as time goes on and then picks up again at the very end of the season
2: but i mean the things are still sloppy i mean dude i got my stool pushed in and pick them because of the first week i let i I know it's fool's gold i know it's not real (laughs) and i and i let it influence my picks and i only i got so so many wrong oh god it was a bloodbath it's horrible who listens to week one yeah all right. Can I, yeah. can I bring up another topic? Actually, I got to yep. do, do something first, but um, it is a little bit on the Vegas thing, and I was talking to somebody about this, and it came up, and I was like, this is really interesting. Um, but first, I got to tell you, if you're going to get any kind of Lions gear, and boy, it's a time to get it, get your Tavai jersey or your Hawkinson jersey, you want to head over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Why, why would I do that? Well, because you get access to not only Lions stuff, but all the NFL pro teams, but who cares about anyone with the Lions? as well as all the other sports, MLB, NHL. It's all the official license, great killer gear and merchandise. They got signed stuff. They got the great display cases, like you see back there, balls, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, all you do, go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Nothing changes about pricing or anything else. All that happens is they give us a little kickback for your sale because we get a little cookie on, on there saying we sent you there. Great way to help us out. You're going to go there anyway. You want to show off your Lions pride. You want to get all your great team stuff, college, whatever. Fanatics. dot com, and you can help us out and, and get the great, great gear for yourself. Okay, I want to talk about this thing because the Vegas thing came up, and, it, it, and this is off script, so I'm sorry, case we didn't have this. as one of our bullet points. That's okay. um, the whole thing with um, Antonio Brown. I want to just revisit that a little bit that we talked about. He's got another accuser, all this other stuff, right? And isn't is proven guilty in the whole thing. But here's an angle that I had never thought of before, and I want to, I want to roll it past you, okay? And 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 we we say right. He's a complete piece of shit. If he did it, he should never play again. What a jerk! We don't know if he did or not, Even if right? he Didn't do it. He's still a complete well, piece, of shit. for different <laughs> reasons, though, right? <laughs> but here's the thing: a lot of people are asking why hasn't he been kicked out already, right? Why isn't he? Why wasn't he pulled? Why did he get to play for the the Patriots? What the heck is going on here? Yeah. Think, think about this, okay? And and I'm gonna just pick a guy, and 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 because it's it makes it an extreme example, right? but so the lions and the patriots are in the super bowl this, this, the, the, the patriots are the obvious you know potential winner i'm mm-hmm. i'm in vegas right I, I run i maybe i'm a bookie right and i got i'm going to make a bunch of money in this game i'm going to say i'm 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 pushing everyone to the patriots cuz i'm i'm i've got this thing up my sleeve i got this girl i want to pay her 50 grand whatever i'm going to get her to put a complaint in that tom brady raped me or did something to me and immediately the if the if the if the league immediately responds to these guys to these allegations right, without any due process or anything else, you could actually change the game right. you could actually and you can't tell me right we think about the, the you know flounder came up with uh, Flaunderishius came up with a call about you know vegas called this it's what people often are like it's the gambling that's doing this it's so much so influential, people are worried about that if you create a situation where you can actually influence a game like that the, per- the 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 person who's the accuser it doesn't matter right what what the accusation was it's just something that gets somebody out of you know kicked out of a game that person oh yeah oh that's wrong oh well but they walk away with a pocket full of change people forget about it in 6 months you know what i mean mm-hmm. it it creates a, a door to absolutely wreck the game and mm-hmm. and, and, and i'm and, and i'm not saying like, like again i'm not saying anything negative about the players but there's a, there's a reason for this due process and I think this is some I had never thought of that before as to how people could really screw with the game and the gambling lines. And, and when you put money in, obviously, that gets people doing, you know, motivated for, to do nefarious things. Um, just what's your what's your reaction to that? Am I am I am I being crazy here or is it, is it something that uh, kind of feels like it well, may be a possibility?
3: No, I, I mean, I completely agree. I don't think it makes sense to um, levy a punishment until they're until you've proven that they're a punishment is worthy. In general, in life,
1: yeah.
3: I mean, there are situations maybe in 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 you know politics or or you know law enforcement or things like that where you need to, in order to keep everybody safe, you need Absolutely. to you know
2: remove people from a situation,
3: right, a or whatever, yeah, yeah. um, until until things get sorted out. I
2: get that, but I'm not sure that that
3: is relevant to
2: this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting angle. Like I said, somebody brought that up to me, and I was like, I hadn't thought of that. And when you get the amount of money that's involved, like it is with the NFL, and 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 you know the people that are out there doing things and, and coming up with you know all kinds of crazy ways of, of, kind of scamming their way to money, that that seems like it could be one of them. Okay, sorry, I, did, I didn't mean to take you off on a, on a little jaunt there, but that that was interesting to me. A little interesting thought exercise. Okay, moving on to Matthew Stafford. God, he's he's gorgeous. Um. One hundred eighty-six billion passes in a row, I believe it was before he finally got an interception. <laughs> one eighty-one. Oh, one hundred eighty-one billion. Sorry, uh, passes in a row, <laughs> a couple billion off. Um, and he gets those snap two interceptions. Ooh, that hurt. Um, yep. they did hurt, right? And and he 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 took credit for being the person at fault on the first one. Um and that was it. But the second one he said, you know, the way things were, I, I would try it again. I was really just, just fighting for it. I'm 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 willing to say that, you know, unlike uh Daryl Bevel in game one, I trust Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Where are you at, man? Um, yeah, and and <laughs> you know, when I brought up the uh
3: that I wanted to talk about Stafford's interceptions before the game, I think maybe you got apprehensive that I was gonna, you know, be all doom and gloom about it or anything like that. But You don't um, scare me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. And, and I, I will say, I mean, I, I, I can definitely say that I think they were probably not the best of decisions, but not all interceptions are created equal. It's not like he misread coverage. It's not like he threw uh, something that potentially could have been a pick six. Uh, he was He more or less punted Yep, hoping for big plays, and that so like not all interceptions are created equal. Um, it doesn't show up any different on his passer rating or on stat sheets. Oh, we'll talk about that in a in a little bit here about passer rating. And uh, yep, you're yep. right; it doesn't show up too. Poor. It, it it shows up the same either way, but they're not. It, it truly, like, I, I'm not going to fault him for trying to make big plays happen, especially because that means the even, even when it ends poorly with an interception, and one of those was, like, a miraculous interception. So um, there's that, too. But uh, even when it ends like that, it's still a situation where, okay, the defense knows that you might throw it deep. That changes, you know, that allows you to maybe do some more things underneath. So if you if you don't throw anything
2: deep and don't take those risks occasionally, it also limits you. Well, and I'll tell you, it, the, the one thing we wouldn't have seen under Junior Bacon Cheeseburger as the offensive coordinator was him taking those shots unless we were down by 10 points. Right. And that, no, I that, that. that, as you were saying, it is absolutely crucial that you take those shots and keep those safeties and uh, those corners honest when you run those, those, uh, those streak routes. Um, and I, I, I would
3: go as far as to say that when, when you have a deep Interception—it's as much on the wide receiver as it is the quarterback because the wide receiver wasn't able to get in the right spot. They—they they had plenty of time while the ball was in the air. They—they they weren't able to defend,
2: you know, uh, the, the the defender from getting the interception. And it's particularly egregious when your wide receiver doesn't have the excuse of, "Well, I had all the separation; I couldn't get back to do it." Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and we come
3: full circle. There we go. Um, it's like a bukake. um, Oh, ah.
2: <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to say that on our show. <laughs> that stung a little bit. <laughs> I did not expect that. So, no, I think you're right. I think they were. Uh, they want to be an effective punts actually, even, and so I don't feel so bad about about the interceptions he threw. Um, he's he's still balling out there, and and this is the part that I think we we're seeing from Matthew Stafford that we haven't seen under JBC that we wanted to is his ability to get a little bit of jazz out there and break out of the script and really um, do some, some of the things that make Matthew Stafford who Matthew Stafford is. And Matthew Stafford, the guy who we drafted, and Matthew Stafford, the quarterback we absolutely love. it's, it's That's what we're seeing out of him, and that's what I want to see out of him. So, um, again, I, I, I love this. Let's, let's take that right into it. Let's talk about Stafford
1: that. Stafford looks sharp. Sure
2: let's go right into the offensive scheme let's see because that's yeah um we want to talk about how yeah. that looks and i think this, this this is a great great lead in a better segue than i thought it was going to be uh <laughs> the uh <laughs> i thought we were gonna go from shitting on uh on interceptions to let's talk about how great this offensive scheme is versus jake jr bacon cheeseburger's version thank you uh by the way ash for that because you nailed it that jvc i love that i love that, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um <laughs> The uh, this scheme under Bevel versus Cooter, um, we didn't know what to. You know, every, we we talked about this year. Everyone, it, it was great. All you heard from people is run first, run first, uh, run first. Right, everybody who's who's down in Allen Park and, and covering the team, run first. So we run first offense. Doesn't feel like a run first offense to me. Doesn't yep. does not feel like that at all. It feels feels like a balanced offense, but an offense that knows how to execute and and find the holes and and beat them. And I. Am seeing a little bit, and I don't want to go crazy because Russell's a little bit different. But the scrambling we've seen out of Matthew this year, right? Oh yeah, is it's not he's not Russell Wilson. I get that, but he's fucking looking good out there. I'm yeah. telling you straight up, those legs of Matthew Stafford are some sexy ass legs because that boy can move when he needs to. Yeah.
3: Woo. Um. Yeah. It, well. Okay. So what I want basically my thought is so we really entered a new era where we don't really know what to expect. We don't really know. And and what we've seen, in my opinion, is two very distinct games. Uh, they are they were not the same. Um, for example, if you look at who got the uh, who was the beneficiary in those games, you go Hawk the first game oh, yeah. for over a hundred yards that you know sets a rookie uh, tight end record. This week, you you throw one pass to him. Uh, you you hit Jesse James and Logan Thomas and and that was to be perfectly honest that was more kind of what i had expected out of the beginning of the year um but I, on a week to week basis what you're going to see i think is that they tailor the game plan more specifically to the the team they're facing as opposed to saying this is our game plan come beat it what which what figured out how to do <laughs> that seems
2: insane to try to tailor your 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 your, your play to the weaknesses of your opponent. That that no no no. It seems more manly to say I'm going to put my strength against your strength, and we'll see who comes on top. Right, right. And and things D. like getting Ty Johnson involved, which is a lot
3: of fun. Oh. I I enjoyed that. Um, I mean, I, and, and Kenny had a big day, and he didn't really have a big day week one. Uh, Marvin Jones is the one acting almost as a security blanket right now, which is fine with me. Uh, um, he, he did almost have one huge reception down the, that Stafford just put out of his reach. But I mean, that was a pretty minor, um, infraction. I just, but, I just uh, come across uh,
2: Marvin yeah. Jones has a broken sternum from one of those passes. he <laughs> Holy, holy yep. cra- ash. Again, ash did a great job on the, on the post game show. He said, he, he uh, articulated perfectly what it looked like. It was like with a cartoon shot where someone gets hit with the ball and they go, fly, fly away, right? He it, it, he threw that ball. I thought he was going to kill Marvin Jones. Uh, and then that fourth downplay where where it's like, oh, we're going to go for it, huh? And then they pass the ball. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. And then, oh, the ball, you want to pass? Okay, I'm going to send it at so far fucking many miles an hour that ball fucking exploded when he hit his hands just out of the sheer force yeah. that ball is forever retired into the national football hall of fame that <laughs> thing wow never has a ball traveled that fast wow that guy and and you heard it when we were at training camp right there's a different sound to the ball when matthew stafford throws the ball and it, right. it's freaking crazy man isn't it Yep. No, that was
3: a rocket, and and he had it had to be because there were three guys like right in the vicinity. If that hadn't been as fast and and as it was, one of those guys would have been able to break it up, possibly intercept it. So, I mean, it it it's the kind of throw that makes you say, "Oh, okay." Not many quarterbacks could do what just happened right there. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. For so. sure. Love what I'm. Anyway, I am here. excited. About, I I am excited about yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about what we've seen so far in the offensive scheme. Even though everything clearly isn't perfect, they're they're still working on a lot of kinks. Um, I, so I as I mentioned earlier, I'm concerned about the run blocking, but we'll uh, we'll get there. Have you got your kinks worked out?
2: I'm still working on mine. Mm. Even my yeah, salary. no, I
3: figured out my kinks a long
2: time ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so talking about kinks, right? You're, you're you're rolling around. You got your thing. You're looking the. To get it all, yeah, head on over to Amazon. Like Amazon, like Lions Bondage, yeah. uh, straps, hundred percent, hundred percent. That might be at Fanatics. <laughs> you want to check there first, yeah. but uh, Amazon's going to have something. <laughs> Amazon dot Detroit Podcast dot com. Amazon Podcast dot com. Go ahead and hit that the up. Get yourself sexier. here lion sex toys maybe get yourself a cane with a lion's head on top like mm-hmm. the masterful coach Patricia does he look funny rolling around on the sideline with the boot in the in the in the crotch i can't i can't not laugh at him and i feel <laughs> terrible right i mean I,
3: <laughs> when he showed up at the meeting i'm um, one of those little uh scooter things yeah. it, it it was hard to take seriously but
2: better that than a <laughs> rascal right <laughs> right <laughs> all right so yeah amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com check it out amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com and then one little piece there so what we want to hit on if you're getting tickets to anything concerts move not movies but, you know whatever concerts you go to the ballet to see case in his tights or uh any of the sports uh, events you want to go to, head to Tix T I X Detroit DetroitLinesPodcast dot com T I X dot DetroitLinesPodcast dot com. It'll head you over to Seat Geek. You can pick your seat, so no one has to pick your seat for you, and you find the greatest place to sit and uh, see your favorite shows. Okay, so let me ask you it's something intriguing. about Sam Martin. I look at that guy and I see him. I've, I've talked to him a couple times, just as a fan, whatever on the sidelines or in the um, from the stands or whatever. He's he's interacting with people. He just seems like he would be a fun freaking dude to hang out with man yeah. i think i think it, i just can see us laughing our asses off having a ride i still remember him and and joseph Fourier his yeah. uh romance and step you know early on but yeah yeah that was that was a good time so all right um we'll move on from there um this is a great subject this is one that people I, I i love so look okay so some people may be mad at this some people might not the the whole meme thing in the subreddit Right. Sometimes it's it's just kind of a, a, a annoying or whatever. Right. But I gotta. I it, and then most of the times it's not. But there's just times when sometimes it's like God dang it. I'm looking for some info. I this is the place I come because I can. I know I can find something right away on something And then I'm, I'm I'm inundated with the the 57 millionth comeback meme. Right. And it's like it just at times it can grind on you. Right. But Hakamania was freaking hilarious. It was those memes. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say. It wipes out any frustration I had before because the Hawkinson memes were over the freaking top. It was great. Um, you folks, you are some of the most creative and funniest motherfuckers I have ever seen <laughs> in my life, man. Those were the best. Um, what was your favorite? Uh, Detroit Hawk City. The, the one that Gene Simmons won. That was, it was just so good. It was so good. Uh, I tweeted that one and there, there was, there was other ones too, but that one, it, it was, it was awesome. There's a lot of really, really good ones. Um, and then we're talking to Slack and people went crazy. And so it's come with a question now case for you. What you going to do when the Hakamania comes for you, brother? <laughs> 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 Got the Hakamania shirt. Head over to the store. Detroit dot com. It's a pretty cool shirt. Um, it, and, and, it's not one that we tried to create to, to to just season. Everybody was screaming, "Please!" in the in the in the course of the memes. Make the shirt. Let us let us jump on the Hucklemania dream. So if you want to, like I said, sort out DetroitLionsPodcast.com. There's a pretty cool shirt. It's it's uh, styled after the Hucklemania thing. It looks like it's the Honolulu blue, and there's a bunch of colors available. Um, it's it's pretty sweet. I already I got two of them coming, two different colors, just because it's so fun. But that was great, right? Let's talk about these tight ends. Let's talk about these boys because holy shite. Hawkinson, week one, fired up. This—I mean, people were angry for a couple of days, and then Hockamania took over, and we went crazy. And then we settled down a little after this win because Hawkinson didn't just turn out like he's, as big as he was. I think he was doing a little more blocking. And, and looking good as a blocker mm-hmm. out there, which is is a key piece to talk about. And I'm sure you will. And even Jesse James looked a little bit more towards the form that we we expected of him when we signed him. Mm-hmm. Um, not a superstar, yeah. right? But he was no Gronk out there or anything like that. But he definitely moved the chains. He was a good safety valve. He he, he blocked when he needed to. He looked good. What do you think, Case? Where are we? I, I think this tight end piece has really done a good number on on helping uh, our wide receivers. Both open up and create multiple threat offense. Multiplicity, maybe. Everyone calls it a multiple team. I call it multiplicity. It is multiplicity. <laughs> it's kind of like... Um,
3: yeah, and, and I mean, we're going to continue to uh, have limitations on offense just because we don't have the kind of uh, game-breaking downfield threat that other teams ha- that some other teams have. Um, And and while I do believe that we have two decent, you know, outside receivers, um, we don't have the ability to pull the defense completely back to cover them. We don't need two guys who need double covered, you know, anything like that. So it's not like, but they've done a good job at scheming when and where to use the tight end so far. And I think that will continue. Like I said earlier. I think we'll we'll see them adapt week to week to, based on on what they're facing, and we'll talk about the Eagles in a little bit here. Um, I'm even even getting Logan Thomas in for a crucial third down catch was you know that's what I want to see. I want to see Stafford hitting every target he has because that's the best way you keep defenses guessing, and and that middle of the field that intermediate. Area has been a problem was a huge problem last year, um, during you know during the first three quarters of games when you know that's where we wanted to go and just couldn't go there. Uh, so I mean I am very happy and I, I would definitely say at this point that we have at least an above average uh, tight end group, if not one of the best. God, yeah.
2: Do you, do you are you feeling hockamania? Do you have do you have that tingle definitely- down below?
3: Manian. And uh, and it was so fun to watch because like Jesse James would catch a pass and you'd see Hawk from across the field just like celebrating like yes. put it put it like freaking out like uh, you know so Dude, that, that was that's cool that, that you know, that's they, 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 like, good you know yeah
2: it just it, seems like there's a good uh, relationship there to see a guy that's as comfortable as he is in his own role and what he does to celebrate a tight end a, a guy who plays across the line from him doing well and and that's mm-hmm. that. The ultimate teamwork, the unselfishness, right? That's what you want to see. That, those are some of the characteristics you see of a, of a winning team, a team that wins over the long haul. So love to see that. that and again, this is the kind of when you think about character, you talk about uh, character players. Well, this guy has character issues. And I get that. And that's important. You don't want those kind of guys kind of clouding up and, and un- unfocusing what you're after. But you also want to look when you see a character guy, that kind of thing right there. That's a guy who loves football in Hawkinson. Same with Stafford. Stafford loves the game of football, right? But Hawkinson loves the game, and he's out there, and he's cheering on a guy who he kind of competes with, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and he celebrates his successes with him. That is the kind of character you want to cross the board on the team. Yep. That's, that's great stuff. Great, great stuff. So love me some TJ. And uh, I, this, again, you know, Quinn can't draft. So there you go. All right, let's uh, take a look at uh, – <laughs> The uh NFC North quarterback rating rankings through two weeks. Um we didn't just do do it straight up like that. We had to really take a look at this. So um Eli Manning's included, thanks to I think his name is Zach Snyder on Twitter. Um we took the whole ranking of the NFC North quarterbacks and then also added the Giants backup quarterback, Eli Manning, to the list to see where's everybody ranked. So number one, the best Quarterback ranking after two weeks. You want know, to give me a little drum roll? Matthew Stafford. I really thought that it would be the Giants backup. know. Matthew Stafford comes out with the highest quarterback ranking ahead of Aaron Rodgers in second yeah, place. The, yeah. yeah.
3: Even with the two interceptions, he's still at a 91.7 on, on the week or something close to that. I, I That's. Not to pure memory there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, yeah he still had a, a very efficient week. I mean, uh, getting good yard per, you know, attempt kind of situation. So. Yeah.
2: Killed it. Killed it. Um, coming in after Rodgers in third place is Eli Manning, the Giants backup. Soon to be perennial <laughs> backup. Um, Kirk Cousins in fourth place. And Mitchy the biscuit, Trubisky coming in last. Oh, my God. It's been so worth not having first round pick for 63 years now, isn't it?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally worth it.
3: Are, does that mean we're we're uh we're about ready to, to take a trip?
2: No, not yet. I oh, know okay. I know I know you're packing. <laughs> but we're not we're not there yet, my friend. We're not there yet. Um Yeah, yeah, no, biscuit biscuit uh this is there's gonna be a point, and I saw it after the first the first game of the season. I, I just rolled over to the bear subreddit. And um I have to tell you they were like, it, it might be time to admit everyone was right about Trubisky. It might be time. They were already ready to give up on the guy. After all the bullshit, they're like, holy crap, he looks so bad out there. And right now, if you think about it, they are absolutely celebrating a seat of their pants win <laughs> against against Denver that um, I would be terrified if I had played that game after losing the game and, in week one. But they're in a happy place with that lowly biscuit. So there you go. All right. While Case wants to pack, it's His okay.
3: yards. <laughs> yeah.
2: We need to take a look ahead, my friend. We have to look ahead to the future and think about what we're going to do against the Eagles. We're going to play them this week. And this was a game, again, looking back to the beginning of the season, you get the schedule, you look at it, you're like, whew, these first five games, this is going be. this is going to be tough. This is going to be a meat grinder for us. And we're already undefeated two games in, and we're facing off a decimated Eagles team. I mean, are they bringing in, like, you know how they do the veterans celebration at the beginning? of the Do they have, like, a guy from freaking Guadalcanal that's going to be their third wide receiver out there? <laughs> because he may be the best option wheeling down the freaking freeway or the down the field for him. Well,
3: and I don't know. And, and, you know, we don't know for sure which of these guys is going to be out. But here's here's the list of guys that went out during the game uh, Dallas Godare, uh, their second uh, tight end, Alshon Jeffrey, and Corey Clement, uh, their running back, and defensive tackle Tim Jerrigan, and Deshaun Jackson. So uh, Jerrigan will almost certainly be out. He was seen walking in a boot. The rest of them, I do, don't do know. It. Um, and it, it really. <laughs> Yeah. If they were if they were missing both Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, holy crap. That would be a tough game for them to win. Um you can get away with losing one of those guys and still have a still have an offense. You still have Zach Ertz. You still have uh Sanders in the backfield. Um but if they're missing both of those guys, that just I I mean it, it it'll be really tough for them to move the ball. Um it, i fortuitous this last week that we won the game and 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 i think it, we get to pay large, you know, portion of that to uh the injuries that the Chargers were dealing with, but uh that could happen again this week very easily and and even though, you know, i it would be of course it would be if if everything else is equal, i would rather win a game against a good team than win a game against a team suffering major injuries. But I would rather win a game. <laughs> you know, right, right. like, it, like it, 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 a, a win is a win, especially early in the season. When we don't know what this team is going to look like late in the season, things will evolve. Things will change. It's a long season. And we say that every year when we get to the end of the season. Look at last year. The team that started that year was completely different than the team that finished that year. So getting a few wins, uh, if if we're able to get them, I don't care how we get them because doesn't really matter. Come come November December, how we got the wins back in September. So if we if if they're missing both of those two guys, I would flip my pick them to uh, when the Lions winning. Yeah, yeah, they ain't got it. shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 um I'm got some breaking news I'm going to catch here real shortly. Um so let's but but we got to finish the 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 Eagles thing and this is going to blow your mind case. Don't go looking, don't go looking at news, okay? Cuz I want to surprise you with this. Will you let me do that? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh okay, so we're looking at a decimated Eagles team. You look at a um uh they they were absolutely threatened with no pressure. The pressure that they received on on uh on oh god Carson Wentz, thank you. Um, was was minimal, right? I mean, it, it it looked like Phil Rivers in in the pocket out there, and and he was he was not delivering the ball very well. If you if you can imagine how they're going to play against our team, you, you're not going to see a lot out of that offense. I just feel like we they gave him a lot of trouble. I I think we can see. Uh, the template that was used against them this week and I think we can leverage that to our, our benefit. We're gonna I, I just have a sense we're gonna beat this team. I really do mm-hmm. think we're gonna go to, to Philadelphia and beat the team. And and I'm gonna be a little fucking crazy here, but I think K C is eminently beatable at home too. If we were going to, to Kansas City, I'm, I'm, and I'm looking way far I fought that after Tyreek went out and then they went out and balled out without him. So they had a hard time to know. start last week though. And they um, did they're they're coming to Detroit. That's that's the thing that I think is.
3: I mean, no fun. game to me is an automatic loss or anything like that. But right, no, I but, mean, but I, I would I I would be very happy with two one and one. You know,
2: yeah. before our bye week, that would be pretty solid. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you mention three one and one after the Packers after the five? If we came through those five games, three one and one. I mean, mm-hmm. ooh, that's, that's some serious ball walking, right? No, but we'll, I don't want to look at it too far ahead to Kansas City. But I really feel like we match up and we line up well against this Eagles team. We've got the right players um to be able to pull this out. I think we're gonna go into Philly we're gonna do it, man. I really believe it. If we don't, fine, you guys could put it on me. I don't care. I, go ahead and give me a hard yeah, time. Yeah, I'm at I'm at about fifty fifty on it right now. I, I very
3: much can see it going either way, and I don't think it'll be a blowout either way. But yep.
2: Yep. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick a, a quick read because this guy is awesome and I want you guys to uh take a look. Okay. He's a huge help to us. He's uh, he sponsors us. He, he he actually paid us for for a sponsorship throughout the uh, season, and we we it came out of just chatting as like like enjoying his stuff and talking back and forth. Um, so I got to tell you, do not go to youtube.com/slash peter von panda. Do not see Peter von Panda's YouTube page. His 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 videos. You you probably can't handle the side splitting fun. Um, you can't handle the, the crazy reviews. You can't, I'm telling you, if you like any kind of non sequitur kind of comedy, this guy is going to blow the doors off. He's freaking hilarious. I, I love him. And, um, again, we, we say, we say we talk about this. We don't take sponsors on something that we don't really believe in. Peter's a fun guy. He's, he's been in the slack. He's, he's crazy. He's funny. He doesn't come up with a line that isn't funny. Usually if you watch him, he's just sniping in the live chat, in the post game show. He's, he's absolutely great. Check it out. YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. We're going to get him on the show a couple times. We're going to do some some fun stuff with him. We're going to do some YouTube stuff with him as well. The guy's brand of comedy is like, it's just, I, I know I'm a little twisted, but it's right up my alley and to have him as a supporter is really awesome. YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. Get there. All right. Here's the news. Did you look? Did you peek?
1: Nope. You promise? Yep. Tell me. CJ Anderson is gone.
3: That is interesting.
2: Um The I'm Lions not- were awarded Paul Perkins from the Giants via waivers today. CJ was told that he's being passed by our guy Ty. And yeah. when he reacted, they realized it's probably time for this guy to go. Mm, yep. No, um I well Poo. I was <laughs>
3: before we picked up CJ Anderson, you know, he he all, he chirped. All off season about really wanting to play somewhere where he was going to get an opportunity to be the bell cow, and I knew we we knew that wasn't going to be the case here because right. we knew Carryon was going to be started. um I don't know that he was ever going to be fully content here. And then you know, I also, like I said, I have concerns about our offensive lines run blocking, but um, the worst you know type of player for that is a CJ Anderson who, you know, if, if you get an open hole for him, he can bruise you. But if you're not making a lot of open holes, he's not making people miss. So in this last game, as you saw, you know, he he was able to do anything. Um, this, I mean, this is a long-term issue for the Lions' offensive linemen. Um, but uh, the best way to come at that is to have players like on Johnson who can make a lot of moves. Ty Johnson, who's got that speed that's just ridiculous, so you can send him outside, and uh, that, that I'll be interested to see what Paul Perkins can bring. So
2: I like, and he was he was doing it pretty well before Saquon got there. I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is maybe a little yeah. kind of diamond in the rough. I I'll say straight up, I really liked CJ. I liked him. Um, I, I I liked his attitude. I don't I know, dislike CJ at all. Pardon? I
3: don't dislike CJ yeah, at all. I don't man. want to. Mean- don't want to be taken that way
2: we were laughing our ass off at, at training camp because he had his, his shirt like his jersey tucked mm-hmm. up to here and they had the big wide um uh gray like t-shirt underneath it and he was all he was all bulked up with all the he wears like 47 layers and i mean he and he's he's not a tall guy right he looked like the fat kid from pop warner just with all the clothes he had on it was so dude, funny to see I'm him not- out there yeah yeah dude yeah um but but with that, the guy cared. He cares a lot, and he and and the other part of it is is the the the, uh, the charitable stuff he does is super super cool. He's he is out there for real, uh, trying to do his best to help out a lot of people that need it. So uh, there's nothing to dislike about this guy. Really, I wish he would have worked out. I wish he'd have a fit. Uh, I wish him the best wherever he goes. As long as it isn't against you know at one of our opponents. So it it, it stinks. It stinks that it worked out this way in the end. But um. We'll see, you know. Paul Perkins is is going to be interesting. The one thing that I think we can probably agree upon is that running back room got cheaper. Yeah, and I, I know you're asking the question. I want you to come up with the answer. Why didn't we bring in? I love Zach Center. Why didn't he come back?
3: <laughs> yeah, I I still I mean I still won't be surprised to be back. They're testing their
2: options. So. All right, well, and that's the way that it is with that. Um, I think it's time to move on. If if you're ready, you ready? I think you're ready. Case is going to take us around,
0: around the mission. This is an invitation to get the fuck out if you can
2: take it. All right, all right, all right. All right. Hold on, hold up. Get out of here. I am the headline. I am the headline. Okay, go ahead. There we go. I had to get my I Prevail fix. Once it starts, I can't. I can't like (laughs) opt out and let you start talking until we get our boys in. I Prevailband.com. Okay, what do you got, buddy?
3: (laughs) Um, Yeah, and and I'll I'll probably keep it pretty short this week because I'm not sure there's that much like super interesting news. Um, uh, You know, just for the sake of ease here, um, we'll get we'll get into you know division standing related stuff later. But uh, the Bears, I'll start with just because they didn't play uh, a, a game that meant that much. Um, they played the Broncos. Uh, they beat the Broncos. They actually had a few kicks go in. <laughs> so they have to be happy about that. Um, their defense still pretty solid. Their offense, Mitch Trubisky, 120 yards. I mean, that's what you need to know. If you're going to beat the Bears, it's just by you know not letting them score. And uh, the Broncos weren't up to that task. Um, I think that that the Bears lean on their running game, and I think that's you know very much by the time we face the Bears, uh, that will be our our biggest strength uh, as, as the conditioning stuff improves and and whatever what have you.
2: I'm just telling um, you straight up, not having a first round
3: pick since 1937 will mess up a team well, up. Yeah. So it's going to be about whether or not our offense can do anything against their defense. And, and while their defense is scary, they haven't been quite on the same level they were last year. So they are, you, you know, you can move the ball against them uh, a little bit. <laughs> Both the Broncos and Packers, you know, scored touchdowns against them. Uh, so, I mean, it is it is possible. Um, the Vikings-Packers game was interesting in a lot of ways. Um Kirk Cousins looked horrible. Just terrible. And yet, Vikings offense still almost won the game for him in the end. Um, it came down to some weird calls. Uh, Stefan Diggs' touchdown getting nullified. Um... It, the Packers, you know, they leapt out to the 21 0 lead right away. I think that was probably a fluke. I think because obviously you saw the Vikings defense didn't allow an, another point the rest of the game for the Packers. So uh, all 21 points, I think, came in the first quarter or maybe first quarter and early second. I don't remember for sure. So, um, so but the adjustment uh, I, I, I do
1: think.
2: Do you think? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I hate to jump in on you, but yeah, this is an adjustment thing on the, on the um the Minnesota defense, but. Mm-hmm. They in the, in week one they look so freaking dominant, like they were unbeatable, one hundred percent unbeatable. And then to to leap out to a twenty one point lead, right now they're again the Lions love this stuff and they work on this stuff. There's some film on them right now. What are we finding? Is this is this a defense that is that can that looks like it can adjust right now, but it has its gaps that can be exploited? Is that is that what we're dealing with here? Is this is is week one fool's gold with the the Minnesota defense?
3: I mean yes. I mean there are issues there, but I mean they still have uh you still saw great plays being made by Harrison Smith. You still saw their defensive line doing a good job sure. uh, if a few could play by linebackers. So it's not like I mean I still it's really tough for me. I think in my in, in my power rankings this week for the for the NFL power rankings. I, I I do think I put the Packers ahead of the Vikings, but like I could I could switch them interchangeably. Uh the Vikings the tough thing with the Vikings is still, oh, how good is their offensive line going to be? Because it, and it still Cousins. wasn't good this week. And you saw the Packers, still, well, Kirk Cousins, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> but I mean, Kirk Cousins can be a good quarterback if he has time to throw. But if he doesn't have any time to throw and he hasn't had any time to throw because the offensive line still isn't very good. Right. Um, the, the Packers' offseason acquisitions of the Smiths uh, seems to be working out pretty well for him, And they, they both showed up in this game, Zedarius and uh, Preston. Um. So, like, it has become a defensive division all of a sudden mm-hmm. where
2: the offenses are all struggling a little bit and the defenses are all locked down. Um, it's, it's funny how this, and not just the division, how the league changes. My son and I were talking about um, how different positions, are. do you remember like 15 years ago, maybe it was 20 years ago now, I don't know, where running backs were like the most important player on the team and, and, and really dictated... Yeah. And then, and, and then we talk about oh, now it's getting to a passing league, you know, oh yeah. And then there's the wide receiver, you know, kind of rush there. God, it really feels like now a whole, a team's whole makeup is his offensive line, it's defensive line, and it's quarterback. Mm-hmm. You, you can interchange, you can get, you can get wide receivers and change them in and out or whatever, but it's that, it's that, it's a line on both sides and the quarterback that's going to make the team. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's funny to watch the evolutions of the game and, 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 and mm-hmm. what's, what's working and what's not and how they change. It's crazy. No, oh, absolutely. All right. So, did um, so uh,
3: again, you know, we, we faced the Packers in week five and uh, or six, excuse me, after our bye. And um, we'll see if anything changes before then. Because if any, either team has significant injuries, that, that could ultimately impact it majorly. I, I, I don't know that we can beat the Packers right now, but that could change in a few weeks.
2: Interesting. Really? I, I, I disagree with that. I, I i disagree with that. I think that we can we can outplay the Packers. They've looked good and they've schemed well against the two teams that they've played. but I just feel like um if they lost even one if 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 like if Devonte Adams missed a week, they was that game yeah, but i just I, I I look at this more like a coach's game that right now the Packers against the Lions game, and I just think that um our our coaching staff will outcoach. The the Packers now, of course, you've got Ooh, the right. X factor of of Aaron Rodgers, right? And then he can do things. But again, Aaron Rodgers has only been to is it or won one Super Bowl. He's not, he's he can't carry the whole damn team, right? He's what makes them competitive for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a coaching a coaching matchup right now, as of today, as they go. So yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm um I'm not feeling good. Just if you look at at quarterback rating alone,
1: Matthew Stafford carries the day okay is that it
2: that, that took us around the video the, the division while wow, that was quick hey you know one of the things we talk about is is how you guys help us out if anybody has a great place to get a discount on a laptop you need to hook case up, <laughs> <laughs> no, hook I've been putting up.
3: In overtime
2: man i've been putting in overtime i should and be you, able to i should and you, and you and you broke up just as you said that there you go folks <laughs> <laughs> that's it we're, we're, we're looking to get case a new laptop to help with the the sound on his pieces his, his He's got a a machine that's uh, being held together by, what did you say? Bailing wire, duct tape, and ordinary household bleach. We'll get that thing running, and uh, we'll get you guys up and running with that. But with that, we're going to end the show. Uh, Remember, the show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. We love it when you do. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. And check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. you got to see the YouTube, this part where Case puts on the pink sunglasses this is worth the view. Uh, follow us on Twitter at D-E-T Lions, podcast. D-E-T Lions Podcast. It's the very best place to see Case. Chilling out, Max, and relax. out cool. Give <laughs> us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All over Detroit Lions Podcast or call us on the Lions line. 929-33-Lions. It's 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. And we'll show up at your door in G-strings. Thank you for tuning in. We're going (laughs) to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection.
1: Final seconds winding down. And look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This.
0: Show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. But if you fire fucking Dean Blandino, I'll come on the sh- I'll come on the show with you.